0: This is Ian Rodriguez. A lot of big things happening today. Big news about new pinballs. Big news about new pinballs in the Rodriguez household. Big news about everything. Let's get it going. Welcome back everybody. Happy Saturday. Oh my gosh. Opening up with a clear air. Happy Sunday, everybody. Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Tech day, tech day, tech day. Huge things going on this week. Huge news for you all. I hope I'm the first to break it, although I don't think I am. Here's what we got. New pinballs coming from Stern. New pinballs coming from Spooky. Everybody knows that one. Uh, we got Indis coming up and a new Rodriguez pinball. So where do we start? My goodness. My goodness. Let me start by just saying that I just got back from the Museum of Pinball on a tech day. We had a very good tech day, very productive, the only tech day in the month of December given the holiday season. So we had a lot of work to do in preparation for next month's Indisc tournament. So we got right to it, got to work on a bunch of machines, had a lot of you know good contact and hanging out with the boys and talking pinball. Had a really fun day today, it's kind of a short day, but um, I'm just really proud every time I get to go to the museum and work with those guys, because our team is awesome, it's fun to be there, it's the magical pinball palace, if you will. It's the happiest place on earth for a reason, because it's the place that brings joy to thousands per year, for the the sole reason of coming there to play games together and hang out and laugh and have some fun. So, Indisc is coming up January 8th. Through 12th, go get your tickets. Go compete if you want. You'll never get a chance to play with the best players like you will at Indisc. It's going to be in Banning, California, at the Museum of Pinball. I hope to see you there. I will be there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think I'm going to bring my child this time, my son Hunter. I think I'm going to bring him because he's getting ready to sort of ripen into that age of loving video games and loving pinball. Um, and I'll tell you a little more later about him. But I'm going to bring him. I'm pretty sure. And I just I can't wait to go. Indisc is a magical, magical weekend. And it's going to be just straight up pinball, man. Pinball, all you can eat, pinball. And um, that's what we live for, man. That's what we live for. So what is the bigger news today? Is is, Is my information about Stern's new pinball new to you? Maybe not. Maybe it's not news to you. Maybe you've heard the rumors about stranger things. But I'm here to tell you it's no longer a rumor. It's confirmed. I have good authority that Stranger Things will be the next title, and I believe it. I trust in this source. I trust in my sources. I'm not high on sources, but I did get... I got good information on this one, I guarantee it. I also got good information, if you recall, about Jurassic Park being Keith Elwin's next game before it was officially released, so I don't want to go too far out on a limb here, and I don't feel like I am, and it's going to be Stranger Things. Now, why is this bigger news than Rick and Morty, which was also introduced last week by Spooky. It's bigger news because it's bigger volume and it's it's bigger news cuz there's going to be thousands of Stranger Things pinballs sold as opposed to hundreds of Spookies. Now I'm not saying that to degrade or insult Spooky at all. No way. I think Rick and Morty's going to be a more interesting pinball machine when it comes down to it. And there I'll tell you why, but this let's start with Stranger Things. It, it's it's an ace, man. It's an ace decision. Very popular TV show, crosses demographics easily. It has the nostalgia for children who were born in the 80s, or adults now, but kids of the 80s, nostalgia. Kids of today, new show. Familiarity between millennials and baby boomers, I think even young millennials really with the show, because they're all about the Netflix. So streaming video, everybody who's off cable on onto streaming services is going to know the name, they're going to know this IP. So it's a huge move for Stern. It probably cost them a pretty penny, but I think it's worth it. Because I think they're going to sell 5,000 Stranger Things titles, or Stranger Things pins. I think they'll sell 5,000, and I think that'll be kind of easy for them. So based on volume, they're going to make their money back on their royalty. It's a a pretty cool um, way to go with them. You know, it's super pop culture, but it also is nostalgic. I don't think you can get much better. So like Deadpool was pop culture but it's not nostalgic, not for me anyway, and not for those who like the new movies, right? So it doesn't really hit that, strike that chord with people, but uh, let's say like Iron Maiden, it's more nostalgic, really, because it's older songs, but it's very niche, so it's not really pop culture. Um, Beatles, nostalgic. Monsters, nostalgic. Um, Elvira, nostalgic. These are nostalgic picks, they're not pop culture at all, in my opinion. Stranger Things is almost, gosh, it's got to be 80-20, man. 75-25, pop culture versus nostalgia. But the nostalgia is there, and it's because we love the music. We love the the feel of the 80s scenario, the 80s setting. It's really neat. I think it all brings us back a little bit and makes us all remember. Um, But really, I think it's a real pop culture move, and I like it. I like what they're doing. Um, I've already spoken to a couple of location operators who say they're going to put it on their location, They already got them on pre-order. They're going to put it there. Also, um, Rick and Morty as well, but we'll get into that. So, Stranger Things. What could happen? It's Brian Eddy's game. I think Zombie Yeti will be doing the art, and it's going to be freaking amazing because he is just fantastic. I'm really excited to see what he does with this title, with that intellectual property. The Demogorgon is going to be just freaking awesome. This monster on the back glass, on the side art. I'm looking forward to seeing... His decisions relative to the intellectual property he's using. And I'm gonna go out on a limb here and say that Stranger Things is going to license this pretty liberally because they let the virtual pinball company do it. I think they're gonna let them take some pretty significant liberties with the IP. And for that reason, I think the design's gonna be better. And I think the intellectual property choices with regards to the modes, the rules, the callouts, um, some of those takeaways from the show are going to be spread thick. So, I think this will be a good buy if you're a Stranger Things fan. Will it be a good buy if you're just a pinball fan You're not into the theme? Like, I like the theme. I don't love the theme. I just think it's a popular theme. So I like season one. I didn't like season two. I didn't even barely watch it. I don't even think I saw a single one of season three. So it it, it didn't resonate with me as deeply as others, but I did enjoy it. It was an enjoyable show for one season. Um, so anyway, but as to pinball players, Brian Eddy's going to create an awesome game. We know that. But his best games are Medieval Madness and Attack from Mars. Shadow is, in my opinion, his best game, but those aren't the biggest sellers of his. So, what are those games? Those are fan layouts. Those are kind of neat little fan layout games. Medieval Madness is probably the most popular pinball machine ever made. Respect. But, they're fan layouts. What I'm hoping Eddie does is not a fan layout. I'm hoping he shakes it up a little bit. You know, uh, I'm going to segue now, but it's it's relative to Brian Eddie, and for the reason that fan layout topic, right? So, I traded my Monster Bash remake for a Waz Emerald City Limited Edition number 875. I traded my machine. Made a deal with a really nice guy out of NorCal. We met in the middle. Um, We traded machines. I'm really, really happy with the machine. Somebody asked me today at Museum of Pinball, Ian, um, what were you thinking about Monster Bash? Were Were you tired of it? And I thought about it for a split second. I've had the machine for almost a year, so... Uh, but really, in my heart of hearts, I, I wasn't really tired of it. I just thought that the fan layout didn't offer enough variation. There's not enough variable ball action on a fan layout for me. And I don't. It doesn't mean I don't love the game. I loved that game. It's cool. It's funny. It's great art. Great callouts. Fun music. Fun theme. Great light show. A lot going for it. I really, really enjoyed it. But the fan layout just—it becomes shot after shot. That's. It's sort of repetitive. And I guess you could say that is a negative, right? So I just said, well, the fan layout didn't grip me long enough. It didn't hold on to me long enough, right? It doesn't strike a chord with me long enough. And for, for that reason, I, I felt like it was necessary to, to move and change directions with Woz. I'm very happy with my decision because Woz is an awkward, weird layout. It's really cool and unique. There are five flippers. I sent a text to my buddy the other day saying, at this point, every machine in my collection has four minimum flippers, right? Minimum of four flippers on all of my games. Maiden, Judge Dread, Roadshow, Waz, and Wonka. Okay, five games: Roadshow, Maiden, Waz, Wonka, uh, Judge Dread. Yes, five. <laughs> All have four flippers or more. Uh, Waz, of course, has five. But it, it's kind of a running joke now. It's almost like I'm becoming addicted to those games, those those multi-flipper, weird layout games. I think it's a good thing that I know what I like. But let's get back to the fan layout aspect. So back to Eddie and his fan layouts. I'm only hoping maybe for my sake and pinball generally that it's not a fan layout because Stern's gonna get blasted if they make another fan layout. Um, well, number one, I don't want that. Number two, it's not gonna have enough staying power to really grip collectors. And I'm speaking for the collection community only knowing that I see collectors how often they flip games. And I see which ones they keep and I see which ones they don't keep. And I feel like the fan layout games are not being kept. And I mean, whatever, it's it's pinball. People spend money, whatever they want, they, they can keep or sell their games, whatever. It's not my business, I understand. But I want those, I want games to be created that are more interesting and more, have more staying power in a collection. Now, I get that they need these to operate and earn well on location, so for that, the fan layout's perfect because any casual player can pick it up, drop a dollar in and play and have fun because it's that simple. It's in front of you, the shots are lit. It's very basic pinball. But I just hope, man, I hope Eddie's given that taken that direction and so he creates a game that I might be interested in picking up down the road for the soundtrack for the playfield, for the art I think there's a lot of opportunity there with this game and as long as the layout's interesting honestly I think it's going to be great I think it's going to be fun I think it's going to strike all the right chords with all the pinball players and the collectors and tournament players alike and I think it's going to sound great sound great look great I think it's gonna be great. So, let's just cross our fingers that the layout is something different. So, back to the Woz. So, I got The Wizard of Oz Emerald City, and I and I bring this game home, and I'm checking it out. I unpack it, my buddy Chuck helped me out unloading it. Thank you, Chuck, you're the best. Um, loaded it into my living room, and this game is amazing. It's, I, I've seen them, I've played them, right? My friends have them. But I, I get a really close look at my own game, you know? You, you kind of investigate every condition of your game, And this game is gorgeous. I got really lucky. The deal was very, very fair and very, very good. And the game is spotless. This guy who owned it had it since 2016. So about three years. And he put 150 games on the game. So as you might imagine, the play field is near flawless. Uh, I've put more dimples on it by this time than there were before on the game. So I've played it at least 100 games since I bought it. And it's just, it's just awesome. I was a little bit concerned going in, because my game was only a year old, that I'd be getting a three-year-old game with lots of wear, and I was okay with that, I was ready to accept that I was just, you kinda know, upgrading, if you will, and ready to accept the fact that it was older, with age comes wear, right? But, to my pleasant surprise, and to my amazement, this game was hardly played, and so I've got, like, this brand new Woz now, I'm really happy with it, it's got the printed cabinet decals, if you didn't know about that, uh, Jersey Jack did that back in the day, they printed the art directly onto the cabinets with a clear coat so it's a different sort of feel and look, Um, Waz everybody knows Waz, it's got a great light show it's got a really awesome screen great graphics, fun call outs and great theme integration, so it's nothing I need to tell you about now, but it's funny the things you notice as soon as you learn a game as it sits in your home, as opposed to playing at your friend's house or on location, and that's what I'm doing right now, and I'm having a lot of fun with it, I'm having a lot of fun with it, so I really love Joe Balcer's designs, he designed uh, Baywatch, he designed Woz, he designed Simpsons Pinball Party, he designed a uh, High Roller Casino, he designed Hobbit, um... Baywatch, I think, is still his man, best layout, probably. But anyway, he's just—he's a great designer. He's, he's got interesting stuff. Oh, he did October's Fest as well as Houdini. So those two recent games are his most recent. But it's interesting to see his style. It's fun. It's, it's unique, and it's awkward sometimes, the way his shots are laid out. But it makes the game interesting. There's a lot of fun roles on his game. So I, I've been growing to appreciate the game more and more. I'm growing to enjoy every aspect of the game. If there's one thing I don't like about the game, the shots, um, the callouts are a little repetitive. The callouts do get old pretty fast. There's not a whole lot of material from the movie in the game in the way of callouts. Now contrast that with Wonka, where the there's, the game is chock full of callouts. There's at least two to three times more callouts from the movie into the game um, versus Waz, and they vary even in spite of the shot you're making. So even though you're making the same shot, it won't always use the same callout. So I find that an upgrade. I like that that sensibility that they took with Wonka, but perhaps they were just limited on WAS with as much as they could use, right? So I don't blame them. I'm just taking. I'm just recognizing the progress that Jersey Jack is making, and that I, that takes me into another topic for later. But um, let's get back into Woz. So what am I? What do I like the most about the game? I think the light show is the best thing about the game. The lights are magic. The inserts are beautiful. It's perfect placement of. Of everything. It's really the perfect insert layout for a game it, to make it really look great and shine and sparkle. The most fascinating and cool part of the game's light show is the rainbow sign next to the house. It's fantastic. It literally sets the player just in the right mood, it's colorful, it's brilliant, and it's perfectly placed, and for some reason it always hits me and makes me smile. So I'm really, really, really just pumped about it. If you couldn't tell, I'm really grateful to have it in my collection. Just very, very pumped. So, now, what are we going to talk about with Rick and Morty? So Rick and Morty's coming out by Scott Denisi. Spooky. Second game by Scott. Uh, I think it's going to be a an instant seller. They're going to sell all 750 of these games. They're going to make $750. they are going to stop. Um, I'm sure pre-orders are already in 500 by now. Lots of Fang Club members get first access to those games for the orders, so good for you. I have a friend who's already got one on pre-order as well. I look forward to playing it. Um, I think the theme is going to kick a lot of butt. I think it's going to be great. There's a lot of good material in the show to use. A lot of funny, weird, quirky humor. A lot of funny call-outs. Some neat little art. I don't know who they're going to pick for the artist, but I would imagine that the illustrator for the show would be on for that. I mean, why not, right? That's what Simpsons did. That's what Family Guy did. Why not do that there? It's tried and true. Stick with what works, but um, Rick and Morty is going to be funny. It's going to be a funny pinball. So if you're into funny and you're into lighthearted, goofy, weird, quirky comedy, that's your game. But Scott Denisi is the most anticipated designer. Uh, I'd say that he's almost as anticipated as Keith Elwin. Now, after Elwin did Maiden, did Maiden have as many fans as TNA? And I would argue that Maiden was a better game. No problem. That's a it's That's no question to ask for me. But Maiden did have more fans, I think, as far as the layout's concerned. More tournament players were interested to play it. More tournament players and casual players were interested in enjoying the game than TNA. is more limited. It's a great game. It has its merits. But but Maiden is simply better. And I think for that reason, Scott Danisi is the perhaps second or third most anticipated designer in the industry. And But that's not to say that people aren't frothing at the mouth for his title. I think they are. I think they love TNA. Those who love TNA are going to buy this game. Based on the designer alone even if they hate Rick and Morty they're gonna buy it so good for you guys I respect that if you love your designer you love your designer I love Lawler man that guy's the best I love Elwin he's fantastic those are my two favorites buy a lot all right third place maybe Eric Minier. I mean I played Pirates of the Caribbean today at the museum I'm not kidding you that game knocks my socks off man if you can get pretty deep into the game those multi balls and those modes are like absolutely fantastic the light shows the rigorous multi balls, man, it's intense. It's very difficult, very fast, very demanding, and just pure fun. So, um, yeah, that's what we got with Scott Denisi. Uh, Spooky's coming out. I think they're gonna they're gonna kill it. So good for them. I think it was a great decision to choose Rick and Morty. You get casual players, you get collectors, and you get young millennials. Man, a lot of demographics there. Very like. Uh, very similar to the Stranger Things decision on the IP, they're gonna they're gonna cross a lot of lines with that. You know, they're gonna cross into cross sections of demographics and individual comic collectors and cartoon lovers, as well as pinball players and those who you know love Cartoon Network anyway. So I think they're checking a lot of boxes on the demographic list. Let's cross. Let's kind of cross that with with Alice Cooper. Now, who are you getting with Alice Cooper? You have Alice Cooper lovers, which is you know they, they're out there. You have pinball players and you have spooky lovers, right? That's three categories if you ask me. Not as many as Rick and Morty. Just not as many. Not as many types of people are going to like that title for different reasons, right? So it's a great decision. These, machi- these manufacturers need to remember that you have to check as many boxes as possible on your demographic list. That's how you get the most eyes on your machine. That's how you get the most hands on the flipper buttons, man. And that's how you get the most sales. It's that simple. I'm going to make it a little bit more simple than Canada does. Kaneda goes into a lot of pop culture analysis, which I really respect because he's a marketer and he understands it. But let's just look at, in my, from my eyes. I just see, okay, how many types of people does this machine interest? Does it interest old guys, young guys, women, children, teenage girls, teenage boys? Who? Nerds, comic collectors, athletes, jocks, um, pinball hardcore enthusiasts, pinball collectors, casual pinball players, tournament pinball players. Who is gonna look at this game and think I might wanna play it? As many boxes that you can check out of those, you better your game's gonna do it. Flat out fact, y'all. Now, it is about 4.15. I'm almost at my 20 minute mark, so I really want to sign off. But just let me leave you with this, guys. Sign up, get your tickets now for NDISC, and come see us at MOP. It's going to be a blast. And with that, I will leave you. Take care, check it out, pre order your machines now because it's going to be a busy Christmas. God bless y'all.